This podcast contains sensitive content, which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it. The podcast, Mother-Daughter Edition. I'm Kim and I'm the mom. And I'm Anna, I'm the daughter. And today we have two extremely special guests with us from our sister podcast, which is called Our Journal Podcast. Their names are Mola and Neo. And yes, we did practice saying their names both before (laughs) we started recording and also probably still in our heads. We're trying to get it right. Would you like to say hi, Molo and Neo? Hi, I'm Neo. Hello, I'm Molo Hadi. Thank you for having us, guys. We are so excited. So I actually found their podcast while looking for anything with mothers and daughters. And uh, Molo, why don't you start telling us how you began the podcast and, and what your vision for it was? Yeah, oh, thank you, guys. It's so awesome. I can't believe like we have like people in three countries <laughs> recording. Yeah. yeah, three different continents. I know, right? Let it just be noted our commitment to this recording, guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually, we didn't even tell them which yeah. continent you're on. So go ahead and share a little bit about that. Yes. So our journal, as it says, is a diary entry between my daughter and I. So we started it when we uh, got locked down the side in South Africa in the very Mm -hmm. south tip of Africa, the continent. So yeah, that's when we started it. And we just basically wanted to keep ourselves busy and sane mostly, but we also (laughs) (laughs) needed um, to record. We thought it might be great to look back at our younger self, like five years from now and see what our thoughts were, what we were going through, what our thinking process, what are some of the issues that we were dealing with and hopefully things would have improved, would have grown, would have developed from there. So that is the main aim of our podcast. And that's why we try to record weekly and have an episode out weekly. As part of that, we decided uh, we might as well, you know, get some benefits and help where we can in our communities. I mean, South Africa, I'm not sure if your audience is um, aware of our landscape in terms of income inequality in terms of job opportunities. It's a bit challenging for most of our fellow South Africans. So we're looking into partnerships and we've already got one that we launched last week. So we decided let's do some good while we do this personal journey. Neo, you, can you tell us your age and where you're at in school and how old you will be when this podcast project is over? So right now I'm 13 and 
I don't know how, I'm in grade seven, that's how we say it here in South Africa. I don't know how they say it there, but basically just before high school. High school yeah. Wow, that's great. Now, I personally remember 13 as being a fantastic age because that's when I was gifted my kitten that I had been asking for, like since I could speak, I'd been asking my parents for a kitten. <laughs> And they gave me one when I was 13, finally, for Christmas. So, Molo Fadi, have you ever considered getting Mayo a kitten? <laughs> My mom doesn't like cats at all. At all. At oh. All. Really? I, let, 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 let scratch that and rewind. I like pets <laughs> from far. <laughs> I prefer oh, pets from far. So, a friend of ours actually has cats. A very good friend of ours, Louise. She doesn't live very far. I can visit her for house and you know pet them, and they love me and they'll sleep. And sit. but it's okay. I want to leave them there. <laughs> yeah. So Neo, how is grade seven? It's been a strange year for you with the pandemic and yeah, all of that. How are you, how are you doing? It it it's been weird, and you know there was some. I don't know if it was a rumor or what that the year would carry on into next year and oh. I was still being grade seven next year and I was so oh. mad. I was so mad. I was like, oh, no yeah. way. Yeah. That's terrible. That, that's really. terrible. I would have hated yeah. to have had to redo grade seven. <laughs> oh my, yeah. yeah. So you guys have a, a mother-daughter podcast yeah. and you have a very special mother-daughter relationship. Could either of you talk about what makes your relationship unique in your culture? Is <laughs> Nella's just shaking her head. She's like, no, we're not normal. <laughs> <laughs> no. Talk so, about that. Our, our background is more of, we're very traditional, very, um, and by tradition, African tradition is one of very humble, respectful. Children don't really speak up unless, spoken to and you know mm -hmm. you sort of just do what adults tell you to do traditionally when I grew up I was raised by my grandmother for a little bit of time for like for the first five years because my mother had to go back and finish school and the difference between how she raised us and to how my mom then took over and raised me and to how now I'm raising now there's no different there's no similarities there <laughs> Like at all, my wow, grandmother wow. is like, my grandmother is like, like whenever she's got kids around, the first thing she does is just to bring everything that kids might need to their level. If it's food, if it's drinks, or you can wake up and have Fanta Orange, like the the soft drink, the one of the <laughs> sweetest that you can find, <laughs> and yeah. she'd be like, "You're a child, it's okay, have it." Whereas my mom is oh. like more more structured in the sense she's a nurse, so she's mm -hmm. very more conscious. No, you must eat your breakfast first, and then you mustn't have sweets. I don't even remember my mom buying us sweets. You know, have fruits and vegetables. Whereas I'm more like, mm -hmm. what do you want? You're not gonna kill yeah. yourself. <laughs> I like that. I like that philosophy. You're a child. These yes. years are not gonna last long. Exactly. You can wake up and have this sweet drink. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I'm more towards what my grandmother does, but I'm not extreme in that. There's no soft drink for breakfast, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, my mom tried for a hot minute. She allowed me to eat whatever I wanted. And then I went to yeah. the dentist the next month and had seven cavities. And then... 
Yeah, so also some of, some of the, the differences, for example, my grandmother and my mom would not have spoken openly about things that, so, so between my mom and my grandmother, they have that similarity. They're not open in comes, when it comes to social settings and, you know, um, relationships, etc. They don't really open like that. Whereas me and my uh-huh. daughter, we are, we are very, very open. Like, like from menstruation, that's some of our topical <laughs> issues. Yes, like, I heard that. I heard that episode. Like, yeah. So, so now is so open to me. Like we, we, we edit very little, very few things get left out of our conversation. And that's how we want it because we want somebody to, to sort of have a glimpse into how we relate, how, into how we speak. So that they can also sort of get into that form of conversation because most of the world's problems stem from communication or lack thereof from a young mm. age. You know, oh, so when you speak to yourself, yeah, from a young age instills a lot of confidence or actually, you know, just gets them to into this cocoon and not become who they could possibly be, be at their base. Nao, as a daughter, what do you think the most important thing is? to know about your mom growing up as a daughter. So for me, my answer to that question is that it was always so important for me and still is to this day to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my mom is always on my side. I could always count on my mom to believe me and I could always count on her to be there for me. And so I wanted to know between you and your mom, what do you think the most important aspect or at least one of the most important things is to know about you and your mom? Like, for me, like, we can disagree, me and my mom. Like, mm. she thought maybe that I did do the, this something. But then, like, <laughs> I, I always tell her, okay, it's fine. You think I didn't. We'll always end up agreeing on something. For me, it's mostly, like, if if she's happy, you know, if she's happy, then I'm going to be happy. I, I'm sure it's the same for her, yeah, too. 100%. <laughs> so, if, like, she wants to do something and I don't want to do so, that's something. You think about last time she let me do what i want so mm. maybe this time let me give her a chance so that you know when um she's she's like a mother is always going to have to sacrifice something i'm not saying mm. all the time all the time but then you know sometimes you just want to give her a chance to do what she wants and stuff so for me it's that she's always happy and stuff oh, okay so compromising with each other kind of yeah. yeah, as you can tell, we negotiate everything, eh? Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, and I think I think that that you know, as a caregiver, like Anna, what you're talking about is is kind of developing, having that sense that you're going to be believed mm-hmm. by your caregiver. What what Molo and Neo are talking about is is feeling like you're going to be heard mm-hmm. by your caregiver, mm-hmm. right? And so these are like the basic things we as caregivers. We as caregivers think like it's up to me to give my child a PhD on how to do all these things. But in in reality, as a caregiver, those are the main things we give our kids is the ability and the space to feel heard, seen, believed and cared for. Um, We are the only people as caregivers that can really effectively Mm -hmm. give that. And if and if we can just focus on those things, sometimes we can panic less about all the other things that stress us out and yeah ultimately i think they all speak to security you want your child to grow up feeling secure you know that Absolutely. you know if i run to my mom right now she's going to totally listen and hear me yes. out and yes hopefully you know they're going to be on my side as opposed to 
re-looking, re-looking at things from what society might expect of her to behave, you know. I, right, for right. one, shy away from that. I, I really, really think of society before I think of my situation personally. But in the broader spectrum, obviously, we belong to the world, we belong to our communities, to our villages. But when it comes to personal mm. relationships, it's very important that my child feels secure. So I think both of those points speak to that security. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, the question I was going to ask back to when you were talking about, you know, our podcast covers some topics that other people would shy away from. Mm. Nao, has that impacted you socially at all with these podcasts that are talking about these topics? And, it, you know, everything is kind of, it, it's a, it's kind of a diary between you and your mom and it's being shared worldwide. How has that impacted you with your friends? Are they excited for you? What's that like for you? My friends think of like my mom as that one mom that's like, not the same as the rest because my most of my friends moms like really say no boyfriend nothing you know (laughs) but then i look at them i'm like my mom really doesn't care as long as i tell her and stuff you know my friends don't really know about the podcast i've i've told my close friends they listen sometimes but they they do talk about it with me and they're like wow so cool that your mom is like this because my mom would be like what on earth are you doing with boys and stuff? <laughs> of course, you guys know our podcast is about trauma mm. and recovering from trauma. And we really do find that you're so much more resilient mm. for hard things mm. if you do have that secure attachment somewhere in your life. It might not be a caregiver. Mm. It might be someone else. But that kind of consistent space where I can be heard, seen, believed, um, and cared for, you know, that I can r- kind of run back to, or even in my mind, run back to. Like for for me, growing up, uh, my mom worked, and I had her phone number so memorized uh. of her work phone uh. because when a difficult thing would happen, that number would go through my brain um. from the the area code, the, the whole thing. I would run that, and I still have it memorized because. Just my connection to her, even in my mind, was something Uh that helped me feel calm Uh and helped me feel like I could get through this hard thing. And if I have to, I'll call her. (laughs) Totally love that. I'm just thinking about my mom right now. As you described that, I'm totally different from my mom in terms of parenting, in terms of personality. My mom is like the most giving person I've ever, ever met in my life. But then you are the Mm. My mom has this problem of she wants to buy people things and then she she comes home and complains, I never buy things for myself. No, I told you to buy something for yourself and you say, No, I want to buy something for whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like the mall. Guys are joined. Because mm. I go there with the intention. And then I'm like, I'm gonna buy myself a pair of shoes. And then I see some shoes for my mom, for my sister, for my brother. Mm. And then I come back with a bag full of stuff. Anyway, we digress. Can I finish my yeah. point, please? <laughs> yes, you may. So I wanted to say, like, the, the, some of the characteristics that I think make up a great mom are some of the things that you really can't put words to. For example, that mm. feeling that you get when you think of your mom when you're in trouble. It sort of just calms you down immediately. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. I've got this because I only have to just make this one phone call 
and everything was, is going to be, you know, looked at and somebody's going to do something about that situation. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful things that you can have, especially for those people that still have their moms. I mean, I've got friends who've already lost one or two of their parents. And, you know, when you speak of things like that, and they, they also struggle because they're saying, that's one thing I can't put words to, but I really miss. But yeah, so we, we're fortunate that we still have that thing, still have that feeling. That is, that is, that awesome. is such a good point. And you know what? It just brought back to mind this moment that is so special for me that I will probably never forget. I don't even think that I've ever told my mom about this before, but pretty soon after. So I'm not sure if you guys have listened to much of our podcasts before many of our episodes, but I got my spine uh, operated on and reconstructed a couple of years ago. And it was a very hard process. I mean, that's, that's what my trauma comes from is from that surgery, because it it went well, but at the same time, I had a lot of complications and a lot of serious kind of side effects and things like that that were very, very hard to recover from. And I remember just a couple months after my surgery, I had just gotten back to Australia and I had woken up and my whole mouth was just hurting so, so, so badly. And I ended up going to the dentist like kind of urgently that day. And I found out that I had broken several of my teeth during the surgery when they had woken me up and I was in so much pain. I actually broke my teeth. And then later, once I had gotten home, the stress, I had kept clenching my teeth afterwards. And so it was making it worse. And so then I had found out that I had broken my teeth and it wasn't very bad at all. The dentist even told me, you probably won't need intervention as long as you start like not clenching your teeth at night, maybe wearing a mouth guard or this or that, you know. But I started to have a serious kind of panic attack. I finally called my mom and I told her what was going on. And I said, I just need to know that you are not going to leave me alone to deal with this on my own. I just need to know that you and I are going to deal with this together. And she said, of course, Anna, of course, I'm not going to leave you alone. And I was even, I even remember saying, but mom, what if it costs like tens of thousands of dollars? And she, she just goes, Anna, you're not alone. I'm here. I'm going to help you get through it. We're going to get through it together. And of course I never needed any kind of intervention. Just like the dentist told me it was going to be fine as long as I follow his advice. But it was what you said to me was, mom, are you going to let my teeth all be, all fall out and just leave me? And just leave. And I was like, absolutely not. I will not let that happen. It's true. That is what I said. If I've got a nightmare, hey, guys, like if, if, if I experience a nightmare, it's of waking up without teeth. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> but you're alike in more ways than one. You know, I, I used to actually ask my mother to promise me that she would never get old. <laughs> she would have, I would she would have to promise me at night that she would never get old and you know I, I don't there's just something about that kind of want that connection so yeah all right so anyway thank you both so much for for sharing about your special relationship I sensed kind of that connection in mm-hmm. listening to your podcast which is why we really wanted to get you on our podcast and sort of connect with you guys I have a question for both of you. Can you share just one wish you have, Molo for Neo and Neo for Molo? What's your wish for your daughter? What's your wish oh. for your mother? I have one and it's very clear. 
and uh, Neo looks at me because I think she knows what it is. I just wish for her to go out there and be all that she wants to be. Like Neo mm. would say, I don't want to go and live without you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it feels like I'm like chasing her out. Like I'm like already move out because I just wish her, like the world is her oyster. You know, she can do and be, she can live anywhere. And I, and I was actually mm. part of the reason why I was, I was also agreeing to this. I was like, look at Kim. And I know her mom is like there. She's like on the other side of the world. But they're so yeah. connected. They so speak. You know, don't let yeah. the physical barriers get to, you know, reaching out or being whatever it is that you, your heart desires. So that's my wish. That's, that's, I love that's that. beautiful. Yes, it is. And Molo, I will say that I also wanted that for my daughter when she was 13, <laughs> but I had no idea how difficult it would be when she when she turned 17 and left the country. So anyway. Neo, let me tell you, Neo, though, it is something if you end up just and it doesn't have to be moving away from your home country because that's a big step. But if you really do have such a good mom like it seems like you do and like I definitely do and she empowers you and enables you to live your best life and to totally go against what society is expecting you to do and just to do what you feel like is right for you that is something that you will never regret at least Mm. you won't regret it when you're 23 and up until that point I mean I might regret it when I turn 24 I don't know but up until now I have never regretted it not for a second and my mom has always been empowering me saying you go girl even though I know that it has been hard for her and it's been hard for me too but we are still so connected and it's so fantastic that I feel like I did it you know what I mean I wasn't held back I went I did it and that's because of my mom she really let that happen Yeah. Sometimes we comfort ourselves by saying, well, you could be living here in the suburbs and having a normal life, but you've chosen this beautiful life and it's, it's hard, but boy, just think how hard it would be if you were, you know, living with me still. (laughs) Also, also every time we annoy each other, which doesn't happen that often, but when it does, we go, okay, well, just remember this. The next time you miss me, remember this moment of you being annoyed at me. (laughs) But she can't stand me right now. Yeah. Love it. Love it. No. So but about, I love that. I love you, that wish. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's like, so my mom has this um, NPO. Yeah, not a non-profit organization? Yeah. Yes. It's called Inspire with A. So she does like uh, stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what kind of stuff, Neil? Uh, she reads for kids and... She, I forgot now, but then still, she does stuff for this school that she used to go to before the corona and all of that. So she'd read to them and there'd be like book festivals, reading festivals and stuff. So then she's been saying that she wants to do that full time. So I, hmm. if anything, I would want to, her to have that. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's, that's so wonderful. And you guys both kind of have the same wish for each other in that way of really wanting each other to live your most authentic, fulfilling lives. Mm. 100%. 100%. No, I, I love what I do there. If, yeah, if, if, if I could just drop my paying, paying your bills job to do that, I wouldn't think twice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
was bragging to everybody because my mom was in a newspaper this one time. I was like, guys, my mom is in a newspaper. <laughs> I told everyone. That's and everyone great. Like, okay, yeah, you told us. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. So, Molo and Neo, what would you want to say to mothers and daughters? I'd like to hear from both of you, either about your podcast uh-huh. or about uh, relationships. Um, okay, so I suppose I could say both. So I would say that, firstly, for, for a mother or even a guardian, uh, for anybody who's looking after a, a, a little boy or girl or a little child, you know, you need to be empowered yourself so you can empower the child. Sometimes we mm. quickly sacrifice for the child, forgetting ourselves, forgetting that you cannot fill from an empty vessel. You know, you need to, mm-hmm. as much as possible, em- empower yourself to do more, to learn more, to hear more. You know, there's, there's great uh, value in listening. You know, even if you're not participating, but you're listening to people's thoughts, etc. And I'm not going to touch mm-hmm. Neo's and mine because those who want to hear more about Neo and my relationship, they can listen to our podcast. And I just wanted to say when it comes to generally, specifically podcasts, we started an initiative with the MENA Foundation. So that's my and Neo's way of giving back in terms of the podcast. We're trying to raise a bit of money for the MENA Foundation. MENA is a menstrual cup. So with the low levels of income in South Africa, most people cannot afford to buy sanitary pads or sanitary products for their goals. So therefore they end up missing school. So we want to get rid of that and end period poverty. That also goes to the, there's a huge community of recycling uh, ladies and men uh, who go through the streets on each day that they, uh, the municipality comes to collect the rubbish bin and they recycle, they'll take out the plastic, they'll separate the papers from the glass. And those types of people also uh, suffer a lot and are affected by period poverty. So we would encourage people to please just go to the, our journal podcast, either on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, and you'll find the Becca Buddy link where you can just contribute a, a little bit every month for the next three months towards Christmas or just once off. Uh, donation, whatever little you've got would appreciate that very much. Such an yeah. important thing that you guys are doing. Wow. Thank you. There are some times I'm just like, like when, where we do get invited in and then it's like, my gosh, I don't know why you can't see where I'm coming from, but then you say you do, but then, okay, <laughs> we leave it. So then I'm just like, you know what, in, there's more good times than bad times uh, in anything, uh, really. So just mm. you know, stick with it until yeah. until you they even if it's like it's just one tiny good thing, mm. it's it's worth a lot. Yeah, so Nell is a great believer in everything coming out good at the end. So mm. uh, I think I don't know why she doesn't mention amongst her friends, she's like probably the therapist. <laughs> and I also wanted to mention that with all of those relationships she doesn't even have a boyfriend yet. But all her friends <laughs> call her. <laughs> Like, I'm that friend who doesn't have a boyfriend, but then who do they come for for boyfriend advice? They Me. come to know. And I'm like, what do I know, though? What do I know? But then they, it always ends up working out for them, which makes me happy. Before we go, can I just mention the... I wanted to, to mention my trauma quickly from my ankle. Oh. When I... When I, when I 
I ruptured my so Achilles tendon. And I saw yes. on Twitter and I'm like, oh, you've got the same car in the same area. I mean, how freaky is that? Yes, we're more that I don't know if you knew that, Anna. We have that connection too, that wow. she has the same injury on her ankle as the that two of us wild. have. That's crazy. So it was your Achilles tendon for you? Yeah, it was an Achilles tendon. I love netball and I was playing netball at work. We have the Oh, you guys have netball there too. I'd never heard of it until I moved here. Really? No, we don't have it in the States. Mom, do you know yes. what netball is? No. <laughs> yeah, it, it's new. It was new to me when I moved here. But then I learned. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's like basketball, but Yeah. Except like... the ball can't touch the ground. Yes. Yes. And there's no bouncing it. There's, there's no, no running with the ball. And it's not me So it's really nothing like basketball. <laughs> Except that you shoot it at a at a hoop. At, yeah. In the in the same way. <laughs> Honestly, you guys are not selling me on this. It does not sound very well, fun, it's but like, it's like the female, it's the female sport, at least in this country for yeah. girls to play. Like in high school, all the girls us, play netball. Us too. It's, a, it's more predominantly female. So I was playing action netball with my work colleague and I just had this loud snap. I was pretty Ooh. sure that the girl or this lady I was, who was playing against me, because I play wing attack goal attack or that day I was playing goal attack and I was like no she kicked me like it felt it felt like somebody had kicked me oh it felt so painful mm-hmm. and I was also surprised with the loud snap I was like where did that come yeah. from and then <laughs> I just went down I was rolling Never was watching oh. from the stands there because it's like a net thing that they close so annoyed at that lady yeah. I went in to check on my mom and she's like no sweetie just go and sit down <laughs> no. and I'm like no I'm not going to sit down <laughs> And I was like, you get out of my way. That is my mom. I, you move. I mean, <laughs> do not tell me to go sit down. She was so upset. She's like, no, I'm coming. And I was like, just let her in. And then they have to carry me out. And then I'm sitting there. I, 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 felt, I cried. And then I stopped crying because I'm like, no, my nail is also now going to start crying. And then it's just going to be a mess. Let me reserve. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, so when, when they got me to the hospital, I didn't even go because after the snap, it felt like the pain had disappeared, but I just couldn't walk. So then they carried me and then I slept over. I went to the doctor the following morning and she's like, how did you sleep at night? And I said, no, fine. No, it, was, it wasn't so sore. It, it was so only when they touched. So the doctor felt it just like, I can tell you right now. I'm just going to send you for so now, but I can tell you right now, you have ruptured your Achilles tendon. Like one shows me, and then by the time I got to the ER, uh, the student doctor they was just like, "Oh no, I think I know. Can you come see, guys? This is what we mean by a, a ruptured Achilles." Yes. And, and, like, and you're like, "Please, an adult, send me an adult doctor, please." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, quick enough, they booked me for surgery, and yeah, two days later they had stitched it back on, and we all have the same scar. <laughs> All, all three of us yeah yeah well we are so thankful to have you guys on our podcast and it's been so wonderful getting to know you getting to be able to share about our journal podcast and um do please go and listen to that podcast and they're you know just sharing about different ways you can support um, them and their community thank you guys so much for being here today 
Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. So, so it was fun. It was fun. Well, I am going to be signing off. I'm Kim. I'm the mom. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And please don't forget to check out uh, our journal podcast and Molo's nonprofit. What was the name of that nonprofit again, Molo? It's Inspire ZA. So ZA for South Africa, Inspire the Word, ZA for South Africa. Ah, oh, that's clever. All right. Well, we will link that in the description and then also go and follow our podcast pages at Not Ideal Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm Anna signing off and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, but we're going with it. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net.